What's up, hockey fans? And welcome to the second episode of the Good Goal Podcast. What's up? That's Matt Tiard. I'm Christian Brady. And we're here we're again back. I know. to Look, give you that new new. Let me tell you something. Merry early Christmas. Back-to-back <laughs> episodes for the Good Goal Podcast. All our loyal two listeners, uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. You, you guys are loyal so far. You've been... You got through that one episode of 20 minutes. I know that's a lot of a commitment, but today, hopefully, we're going to give you a little bit more than that. Seven hours of hockey. Seven hours of Joe Rogan Experience Hockey Podcast. We're going to do it all today. Most specifically, we're going to start by talking with the standings. We're going to go through that. We're going to go through what the playoff picture looks like right now and what we think is going to happen to that in the future. Obviously, we just passed Thanksgiving, the quarter mark of the season. And things are going to start getting interesting from here on out. So that's um, what we're going to start with today. I got a few statements before we just jump right in. Uh, one, shout out to my roommate Thomas sitting in the room, being a good audience. We got a live studio audience <laughs> in here. Two, if you listened to my parlay picks yesterday, I told you not to. So sorry about it. Uh, if you listen to my advice to shadow him and take the opposite, then you would have lost just as bad as he did. Guys, it, yeah, I was two and two yesterday. So basically, don't listen to any of us. Although uh, I am, we are both one and zero on the show because our game that we highlighted was the Avs Maple Leafs, and the Avs win three to one. Do yourself a favor and go watch Nathan McKinnon's power play goal. Nathan McKinnon. Just uh, a, unreal. No, he. Uh, if you haven't seen it, he walks in from the circle, uh, in Ovi's office, and he just rips a snapshot from the top of the circle, top right corner off the left. Just unbelievable. Uh, interesting spot there. That's always fun when you got a ready on the left side in the power play. People like to do that, especially the shooter on the team. Uh, will sit in the top of the circle. I just called it Ovi's office because he made that famous taking one timer clap bombs from the top of the circle in the power play. Uh, him obviously being a righty, he plays left wing all the time because, of course, the only players he only cares about offense, and he's a righty. So watch your mouth. So he shooting off that off wing is different for defensemen because they got to bring their stick across their body if they're it, holding it in their right wing, right hand. I mean, uh, uh, sorry. Also, sorry for the ear rape uh, four seconds ago for <laughs> screaming Nathan McKinnon's name. <laughs> But yeah, that's a that's a fun spot to watch, guys. Uh, the best players in the league, the best shooters in the league, will play from there. So obviously Nathan McKinnon, one of those guys, and just an absolute ripper of a snapshot, and just embarrassed Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Um, again, like we we kind of I kind of pointed out yesterday, Freddie Anderson's uh, he's not as good in real life as his NHL 19 rating is. <laughs> he's so OP in that game. He did in 2018 to give EA credit. He had he was the reason that they ended up in the playoffs. Also, he, you could argue that he was part of the reason why they didn't last very long in the playoffs, too. He did not play well in the playoffs. He tends not to play well in the playoffs. So, yeah. We're going to talk about our individual awards later. He is not on the list for Vezina people to watch so far. So, um, just a quick preview of that. Shout out to my brother for uh, tweeting at the Google Podcast. Yeah, he did. Um, listening Cap- to the Cap- whole show. Or- yeah. I, uh, of course, yesterday I said the blues have never made me blue. Uh, amazing pun. And then they get shut out 3 nothing to the injured yeah. Penguins. And he tweets, the blues have never made me blue, quoting me. And then tags me, Lil T.R., with 
the zingers tonight, and then they get clapped three nothing. Yeah. I hope so. you were saying that ironically because obviously that's not funny at all. It's a horrible <laughs> pun. One of the um, worst I've ever. Well, heard. you know, I am definitely better than all of your puns, considering your <laughs> your uh, favorite title for this show was the hockey talkie podcast All right, when we get some more followers on our on our twitter we're gonna throw up a twitter poll and maybe an instagram poll and we're gonna get your votes on that because hockey talkie is I mean, it doesn't get much better than that i'll be honest I can't, again call my dad and he I, puked in his mouth I just like cannot i cannot believe that we are doing a hockey podcast right now that is not called hockey talkie well Again, we wanted two man advantage already taken. Yeah, that, that might that cool. might be the greatest name of all time. Neutral zone but. is like ten times taken. <laughs> all of our ideas were taken. We ended up on good goal, which we think is good with the yeah. whole West McCauley tie in. That's right. So we hope you all like it too. But if you know, we're probably not gonna change it, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and you're also stuck with us. Yeah. So Alright, why don't we get into it? Huh? All right, screw all right. it. Let's take a look at the standings. Uh, we're going to start right now. Obviously, we got into the, some of the stories yesterday. I'm sure some of them will come up again today. But we're just going to get right into it with the standings right now. Uh, let's start in the Metropolitan. I'll read off the top three. Washington, New York Islanders, Philadelphia. Uh, Washington absolutely stays in first. They win this division. They win the Stanley Cup. Enough said. I agree. I think they win the division. And they win the Stanley Cup. Thank you. Uh, right no, no. Uh, Right now, they're 15 points up on the Islanders. Nope, that, wow. <laughs> Nine points. We up. definitely need, like, a button or something, like a like a clip where it's epic <laughs> fail or something <laughs> like that, because that was bad. Um, yeah. Nine points. Calculator. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> Nine points. Um, yeah, again, one, two, one and two I like. Um, Capitals are winning the division for the fifth straight year in a row. Um, Islanders, I like the Islanders to finish second. They finished second last year, mm-hmm. and Barry Trotz has that team rolling. Um, the Flyers aren't good. Uh, they've hit a, a bit of a lucky streak. Uh, that will come to an end. And I think Carolina moves up from the second wild card spot, takes that third spot. That'll be one, two, and three in that order. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I'm going to be different just because I am. Uh, a cup. There have been instances in the past few years where the Flyers, especially under Peter, Peter Laviolette, had a ton of inconsistency where they'd sometimes win close to 10 in a row and then lose the next four. Um, maybe we're seeing that right now. They've won five in a row. They're 6-2-2 and two in their last 10. They're on a hot streak right now. They surged way up the power rankings this year. I mean, this week, which just came out, I believe they're into the top 10 at this point, probably number 7 or so. They have to also face the red-hot Coyotes right now. Yeah, so. they're playing them today. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it doesn't happen again just because I think this team is different. They've always struggled with goaltending going back to the early 2000s. Um, I think it's different this time. I think Carter Hart's the real deal. He's a young guy. He gives them a lot of talent, uh, similar to Bennington, just in the way that He's quiet enough, but he's confident. He's doing it all. So I think it – I know Matt doesn't have the same opinion, but I think that Carter Hart's going to keep it up. I'm going to say that this stays the same in the Metropolitan. Okay. I, I don't hate that. Um, I, I, it gets tough when you start talking about uh, who's going to finish in the top three in the division and then the two wild card spots. Mm-hmm. I, it's tough for me to leave – 
um, Philly out of the wild card if Carter Hart keeps playing this way. But he's only 20. So, I mean. It does rely a ton how on much, him. Uh, how much maturity will, is he going to have late into a season when it comes down to uh, they're two points in, but they have four teams on their heels? Can he show up when they need it most, things like that. And, of course, even Jordan Bennington was coming in as a 25-year-old rookie last year, and Carter Hart, not the case. He came in as a 19-year-old rookie yeah. last season. He's 20 years old now. So, sure, he has experience winning at a high level. Every single player in the National Hockey League has that. But does he have experience winning at the professional level? Uh, it's up to you to say how much that means. Uh, some would say hockey is hockey, especially as a goaltender. Hockey is talky. Hockey talky, especially as a goaltender, you just got to step up and make the saves. And I know if any goalies are listening, then they're going to say it's not that simple. But in a way, hockey is hockey when you're playing juniors, when you're playing college, no matter where you come from, that's the case. But Bennington played a few seasons in the minor leagues, uh, getting paid, obviously. So maybe that adds another element. We'll see. Carter Hart's showing a lot of maturity so far. If you remember, they went on a huge run at the end of last year when he got put in. So he's a big confidence boost for them. Hopefully it doesn't run out. But, yeah, Philly, I think, is where this gets tricky. Um, I think Washington and New York are – New York Islanders are, uh, you know, stone right now. They're unbelievable, and I don't think that they're going anywhere. I think one and two are pretty cemented at this point, and obviously anything can happen. But that's what I'm going to go with. I think Philly is where the Metro becomes tricky because obviously there are so many teams who could jump into that spot. Just Pittsburgh, Carolina, just to name a couple in New York, Rangers lurking a little bit behind I picked there. the Rangers yesterday um, on our hour and 15-minute episode that actually got uh, corrupted because for some reason Adobe doesn't want to work when we have the best episodes ever. But um, I'm, I'm probably going to change that when we start talking about the wild card. So in to the Atlantic. Boston Bruins in first, uh, second in the league behind the Washington Capitals, mm-hmm. um, Florida in second, and Buffalo in third. Uh, Buffalo and Florida are tied at 31 points, and again, Boston has 45 points, so they are 14 points ahead of everybody else. Might as well give them the Atlantic right now. I agree. I think, obviously, and I'm going to continue to say this, anything can happen. Boston typically doesn't win the division they haven't in a long time but they usually don't come out and set records this early in the regular season and unfortunately we've gone over the same points so much that i think i've heard you say that like 30 times but it is true every time well no episode ever gets posted exactly every time we talk about the bruins that comes up but it is true typically the bruins don't have a start like this uh if you remember last year they really were on the fringe of the playoffs at this point in the season until the entire month of December and Janu- and uh, most of January, Tuka Rask decided he wasn't going to play in a game where the Bruins didn't get a point. He was on like a 23-game point streak, Tuka Rask was, and only a couple losses with Yara Halak in that. So, yeah, last year when the Bruins were more successful than they have been since 2013, they had that success sort of in the middle of the year, and they're having it already so far. Obviously, they're 23-5. and five. Three regulation losses is just absurd at this point in the season. None at home. and Exactly, none at home. They're 12-0-4 at home. And that's not to say that other teams in the league aren't doing similar things right now. But Boston typically doesn't do it. So I think this is an anomaly. I think they do win the, I think they do win the division handily. And that's mostly as a, 
result of how difficult how much difficulty the rest of the Atlantic is having so far in the year. And we're going to get to that right now. They're all bunched up, but it's not like the West where everybody's playing well. And that's why they're bunched up. Everybody's pretty much playing poorly. And that's why they're all bunched up. Um, <laughs> so like Florida and second Buffalo and third, they're playing average, but yeah. that's good for them. Like if you said Florida and Buffalo round out the top three in the Atlantic two years ago, mm-hmm. people would think you're smoking heroin. Even at the beginning of this year, <laughs> <laughs> that that might be a little extreme. Even at the beginning but, of this uh, year, yeah. though, if you were to say that, maybe people would be less surprised than they would have been two years ago. But <laughs> never done heroin, so I don't even know if no, you can Matt's smoke never it. Never done but. heroin. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of this year, even if you were to say that, people would have been less surprised than they would have been two years ago. Still surprised, not but heroin I think surprised. They would have assumed that those teams are like twenty-five and one at this point, yeah, and not the way that they're playing because. The expectations on Toronto and Tampa Bay and even Montreal at the beginning of the season were way, way, way higher than these two teams. And all of those teams are struggling so far. So why don't we just get into it? Uh, If you haven't figured it out by now, Florida is in second, Buffalo is in third. Uh, Florida is 13-9-5. They got 31 points. That puts them 14 points behind Boston. They have a negative one goal differential thus far in the season. They're 6-5-3 on the road, which is a losing record if you count. Uh, overtime losses as losses, which in essence they are. In their last 10, they're 5-5. Five and five. And my main concern about them, go ahead, Matt. Um, just want to point out before you keep going, Florida, uh, you said negative one goal differential, the only negative goal differential of the teams uh, in the playoff hunt right now. So Right. Just for some perspective, Boston's at plus 36, Washington plus 26, and the second and third in the Metropolitan are at plus 14 and plus 12 respectively. So. Yeah. It's it's different. This is different from any other year and from any division in the league this year. But, yeah, minus one goal differential, and I think the reason for that is because when they win, they win small, and they win sort of spectacularly. They've had, a, like, many, many comeback wins this season. They beat a lot of teams that are better than them, but they also lose to a lot of teams who are worse than them. Some consistency problems for Florida, which – is a little bit ironic because of how consistent their lineup is. They don't have, really have any stars other than, um, can't think of his name. Barkoff Thank you. and Alexander Keith Barkoff. Yandel. Yeah, Keith Yandel. Uh, but other than them. And then Bob Rowski. And even Keith Yandel's not really a star. But Brosky and Barkov are the two real stars on the team. Yeah. And other than that, they're just full of a lot of guys who would play, who are top six forward, sure, but they, they would play in the bottom nine of any other team in the league. They just know how to step up and win games. And it's different from the New York Islanders in the way that different guys are getting it done for the Islanders. Well, to look at it more negatively as like a glass half empty type of thing, different guys are not getting it done for the uh, Florida Panthers. It's more like, who are we going to have to turn to now? Because some guys are not playing well. It's a little bit different just because of the success that they're failing to have so far. And yes, it is a little bit ridiculous to speak this negatively about a team that's second in their division after Thanksgiving. But I think it's fair enough just by the pure fact of where their goal differential is. I don't see them staying here. All right, so go your top three. Like, Boston's pretty much got it locked up. Yeah, I'm so. going to say Boston number one, Tampa Bay number two, Buffalo number three. You stole that from me yesterday. You. You no, you didn't mean say Buffalo person. number three. No, I didn't, but I did say Tampa too. Yeah, you did. And you didn't even have Tampa in the top three. And let me tell you something. This Tampa Bay team, 
unbelievably talented. Uh, their coach is kind of iffy. Uh, he's kind of a softy. Uh, we can, I mean, we can get into that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, John Cooper, not the tu- not the tough guy you need when you're in tough spots. Stamkos going into the locker room uh, after a loss last week says, "What are we doing, guys? Uh, we're way too talented." I mean, pretty much what everybody has on their minds. We're way too talented to be losing games like this. Uh, that shouldn't really have to be said from the players. More of the coach should already have a disciplined set. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a softy in the media. Again, as you pointed out last year, after they got swept by the worst team in the playoffs. Well, I'm still proud of my team. No. You had probably the most successful regular season of all time, and you get swept by the second wildcard team. Unbelievable. But he got an extension before he ever even played that the first game in that series. Mm-hmm. So... Whatever he's getting paid, that's probably his. And obviously, they had the second best record of all time last year. Yep. John Cooper basically is being told by the front office, "Here's the best team ever, almost. Go win a championship." And then he does the opposite of that and loses in the first round as one of the best teams of all time. The most embarrassing, uh, probably first round of yeah, all time. Yeah, they got swept by the eight seed. Uh huh. As the one seed. Which shouldn't even have, they shouldn't even be beat by them. It shouldn't really even be close, even with the parity in the NHL. I mean, that's just fact. They're the best, they're one of the best teams ever. And he's has the nerve to come into the media and say, yeah, I think, I mean, sure we lost, but I'm still proud of everybody. It's like, you have, a, you have one job. You're the coach. You win a championship. That's why you're here. Everybody says when April comes, a new season begins. As soon as Game 82, the final buzzer of Game 82 is over, it's a new season. Nothing you did in the, in the regular season matters because you can get beat four games in a row to the worst team in the playoffs and be out. He has a job, and he's looking back into the past and saying, well, you know, we still did great in the regular season, so all in all, good year. Sure, maybe the message to the team is different. We don't know anything about that. Anything we say about that would just be speculation. But even in the media... You see the Dallas Stars coach a couple weeks ago come out and I guess speak ill is the way I'll say. He sort of, he said, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, he didn't use them by name, but he said, when your top center and your top left wing are supposed to be the one of the more prolific scorers in the league and they're not getting it done for us, it's tough to win hockey games. And at the point, the Dallas Stars were not winning hockey games. Well, guess what happened since then? They've shot into the playoff picture after an abysmal start. Yeah, they went like, after those comments were made, they went like 9-1-1. One, one. Exactly, and that's what it takes. Maybe he shouldn't have done it in the media. That's up to you. I doesn't say matter. I say it's fine, but it doesn't matter. The fact that Steven Stamkos had to do this in Tampa Bay just shows you that him and the coach are not working well together the way that they're supposed to be. The coach has a job and the captain has a job. They're supposed to work as a tandem. They're not supposed to be stepping over each other's lines and stepping on each other's toes to do each other's job. The coach should have come into the room after the game maybe four weeks ago and said, guys, how are we 500? We have the most talented players in the world. Yeah. I mean, any coach would absolutely kill for a team this talented. You have an Art Ross and Hart Trophy winner in Kucherov. You have a Rock of Richard winner in Steven Stamkos. You have a multiple-time Norris winner in Victor Hedman. You have a Vesna winner in Vasil. I mean, literally everybody on that team has won every award there is to give out, and yet they can't win the big one in the Stanley Cup, and something needs to change. I think it will because 
as much as talented as that team is and as successful of a regular season they had last year, Cooper has to be held accountable for the fact of all of the talent I just named and they can't even get out of the first round to a team that's never even made it out of the first round. So uh, the front office probably should put John Cooper on the hot seat and see what Mm -hmm. happens. Now, one thing we do know about John Cooper, obviously he's a player's coach. We know his communication is very good. We know his systems are very good. We know he's a hockey genius. So that goes hand in hand. One way is he's a player's coach. He's really not going to get in his players' faces the way sometimes they may need it. That's up for you, your interpretation, how far you think they should go. Obviously, people step over the line. We've seen that in the past week. We talked about it yesterday. There are a lot of problems. Yeah. Sure. But Don't, don't cross the Bill Peters line. Exactly. But. but when you have a captain like Stamkos, who maybe is now starting to get fed up, you know those guys are meeting a couple times a week to talk about where the team's at. And eventually, Stamkos is probably going to say, Coach, like, Start getting in the young guys' faces. Start getting in all of our faces. Like, we need to light a fire. We need to get something going because if we don't, we're not going to learn how to win until later in the season. And sure, you can go off the mentality, well, Tampa Bay is going to start getting it done. And John Cooper may be like, well, yeah, we're just weathering the storm right now until we turn it on. But the fact is, while this team is very similar from last year, it's different. And every single year, the game changes a little bit, and you got to learn to win in the new NHL. And if they don't do it until later in the year and they're like, well, it's the end of the year, we just got to win 15 out of 23 games, and we'll get into the playoffs easy. Well, at that point, it's too late. You don't know if you're going to win 15 out of 23. Even if you're the best team in the world, you can at least lose three in a row to the worst team in the playoffs. It happens, four yeah. in a row. So they need to get it going now, and – my point about this is the communication is good enough that eventually Stamkos is going to tell Cooper that something needs to change. But the problem is that with that is that Cooper shouldn't be have to shouldn't have to be told that. If that were true, then Stamkos would be the player's coach, and he he shouldn't be dictating how the team is run. But unfortunately, it seems like maybe he's going to have to do that. So to wrap this all, bring this all back in. I think they find a way to to find harmony again. This is. Essentially the same team that went to three Eastern Conference championships out of four years, um, losing the Stanley Cup to the Blackhawks in 15. So they'll figure it out. They'll finish second in the division. Um, And then I think Sheldon Keefe and Toronto will get it done as well, and I think they'll finish in third. I think getting rid of the atrocity that is Mike Babcock at head coach – I think they'll figure out a way. And once again, the Atlantic will finish 1-2-3, not in that order, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, because those are usually the teams that finish in the top three. So here's why I'm higher on Tampa Bay than I am on Toronto. Tampa Bay has a plus-10 goal differential so far. They're 13-9-3, which isn't great, but they have three games in hand on Buffalo, the third seed in the playoffs right now, and Florida, who are both tied. They have three and two games in hand, respectively, on them, and they're only two points behind them. I think Tampa Bay could slip into the second place in the playoffs within the next week, and I don't know if they'll look back because you're right. They're going to have to turn it on at some point, and I think they will. It's just this may be a problem if it continues. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, to review, Boston 1, Tampa 2, Buffalo 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on top two. I, I think Toronto figures out a way again because they're not as talented as Tampa but they're 
they have like three out of the top five highest paid players in the league next year. So yeah. um, they'll they have to, they have to figure it out mm-hmm. this year. They have like seven out of eight defensemen on contract up UFAs next year, next summer. So mm-hmm. um, the wild card, I'm gonna go. Pittsburgh finds a way in, and Philly. Okay. I'm going to say Pennsylvania wild card. I'm going to say it stays how it is now. Pittsburgh and Carolina. So we essentially have all the same teams in, except um, I have Buffalo out of the playoffs and you have Toronto out of the playoffs. Yeah, as far as all eight go. So we're we're, we're seven out of eight teams-wise. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's shoot on over to the West. Yeah, let's move over where in the Central, St. Louis leads. Uh, with 42 points. You I know, know I'm going to say I it. I know he's going to bring you it up. You know again. I'm going to say it. Colorado's in second with 36 points, and Winnipeg nipping at the heels. All right, let me 35. say it. Um, Christian's first episode ever on the hockey show, CU Tiger Vision. Um, he says St. Louis will beat the Capitals first game of the season. They will lead the division for one day, and then that will be it. This is now their like fifth straight week leading the division. And they are third in the NHL in points. This team is never going to look back. They are going to win this division um, and make it to the Western Conference Finals. I like Colorado in second. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're way too talented. We kind of talked about them yesterday, previewing the Colorado-Toronto game. And since yesterday, Colorado has leapfrog Winnipeg. They were in third yesterday. They're okay. not in second. Yep, I got, I have them staying in second. Uh, the more we talk about this, the more I am frustrated with how I'm difficult this my, central is. I'm going to change my mind, too, just because of how arbitrary this all is. Um, for some reason, the Stars and the Jets play tonight. It's like the fourth time in three weeks, <laughs> it feels like. Um, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to the winner of this game. The winner of tonight's game <laughs> gets in third place in the Central. Because that's how it's going to – I was going to say that's how it's going to play out. But if to, if Dallas beats Winnipeg, then they're tied in points. And they have the head-to-head because they beat them last time, I believe. No, but Winnipeg would still have a game in hand. So that would be the – Okay. That's why I said. But uh, they will be tied in points. So winner of this game – Finishes third in the division. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to continue my St. Louis slander. Change my mind from yesterday. Colorado will lead the Central by the end of the season. They'll be number one. St. Louis will be number two. Dallas will be number three. That is blasphemous that you just said St. Louis will not win the division. I've been high on Winnipeg. Um. But I think Dallas seems to get the better of Winnipeg when they play head to head. I think that'll that's just, that'll be a factor. I um, think their defense and secondary scoring is an issue, but I mean, isn't it for everybody? Yeah. So, um. Obviously, they're a great team. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. I think Ben Bishop's a better goalie than Helia Buck. I do too. So. Helia Buck's. I mean, they're both. They're both solid, but Ben Bishop. That's not finalist. They're both giant people. Yeah. Like six five, two forty, like way too big. All right, so you have Colorado, St. Louis, Dallas. Yes, sir. I have St. Louis, Colorado, winner of Winnipeg, Dallas tonight. 
<laughs> Look, it's my it's my podcast. I can do whatever I okay, want. It's yeah. our podcast. Right, yeah. Um, jump on over to the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Edmonton leads. Um, R.I.P. They probably should just get rid of their organization because they lost to Ottawa last night. Uh, unforgivable sin in hockey if you lose to Ottawa. But I digress. They lead um, 37 points. Arizona nipping at their heels. Arizona plays tonight. Uh, 36 points. They're in second. And Vegas is in third with 34 points. This is the closest of the divisions. This is wild how close this is. Which makes it ever more difficult to, to choose. But even the two teams that are out of the top three right now, Dallas and San Jose, and I guess even Calgary. You said at, Dallas. They're in the central. Did you mean Vancouver? No, Vancouver. Sorry. Vancouver, San Jose, and Calgary are at 32, 31, and 30. Vegas at 34 right Even now Anaheim's at 28. Spot. Yeah. And Los Angeles is at 24. They're 10 points out right now. And they're the worst team in the West. Uh-huh. They're 10 points up in the third seed, so the West is just ridiculous. Yeah. How close it is. This is a tough, really, really tough pick. I think that Arizona can't get it done. I think that Edmonton can. They're going to stay at number one, Vegas number two, and Vancouver number three. Okay. Um, I said Edmonton was going to win it yesterday, off the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I put money on Edmonton last night, and they lost, of course. Why not? So they're on your naughty list. Right so they're now. on my bad list right now. I think Vegas uh, starts playing some good hockey. They win this division. I was tempted to say that just because. You never know with Vegas. You don't, and they're so hot right now. They just jumped into the power rankings and from not rated, it, it goes sixteen teams, and they moved up to eleven, which just shows you how hot they are since two weeks ago when the last one came out. Yeah. So I got them taking first. I think Edmonton will find a way to finish in the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh. Not a big fan of Arizona. So they're going to drop out of my top three. I have San Jose finding a way to string some wins together and finish in the top three. San Jose, um, My order's kind of messed up. Yeah. I'm going to go Vegas, uh, Vegas, Edmonton, San Jose. I think a Edmonton, San Jose first round would be electric. Yeah, it would be. And San, uh, easy travel. San Jose is obviously, they're uh, very experienced. So Yeah. That, just can't find a way to get over the hump. In the, in the end of the season when they need an extra kick in the pants. So let's review. I had Edmonton, Vegas, Vancouver as my top three. Matt had Vegas, Edmonton, San Jose. Let's yep. move on to the wild card right now. As it stands, Dallas and Vancouver would be getting in, but close behind them, San Jose, Minnesota, Calgary, and Nashville all within three points. Um, so the loser of this Winnipeg Dallas game takes the first wild card spot. Okay. Um I'm gonna agree with you based on what I think's gonna happen. So you tonight. think Winnipeg takes the yes. first wild card spot? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second wild card spot would have to go to Oh my gosh. The West is so hard. Basically you're picking between Minnesota, Calgary, Nashville, and Arizona. Yeah. Um, Which are all within two points of I know, right and Arizona and Vancouver are in the playoffs right now, and it's like kind of hard to like leave them out. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? Arizona and Vancouver don't make the playoffs. Uh, Nashville finds a way to sneak in. Dallas and Nashville. Yep. Two warm-weather teams. That's cool. Shout-out to Thomas. He's headed out. He's leaving. Thanks for – he's a he's a baseball guy, but he, he stuck around and listened to some he's hockey learning. today. He's learning. 
Peace. See you, Tom. All right. So yeah. Um. Recap. Hold on. I didn't do my wild card. No, no, no. Just that was hectic. Okay. So, um, loser of Dallas Winnipeg is first, and then uh, Nashville finds a way to sneak in the second wild card spot. Okay. I'm gonna say agree. Number one is Winnipeg. Number two is Arizona. I think they are going to get in. I think Darcy Kemper is far too good for them not to get in. The rest of their team is not subpar, but not performing as well as Darcy Kemper to this point in the season. So he's sort of holding him in. He can't keep it up, I say, but he can to some degree. He's obviously one of the best goaltenders in the league. So to some degree, he will stay at that high level, and they will get into the playoffs. Uh, what You're forgetting Cheeseburger Phil. Of course, Cheeseburger Phil. He's uh, second active Ironman streak behind Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel, former Arizona Coyote, or something in the water in Phoenix. <laughs> I just, I just, for the listeners, I uh, just gave Christian a look like, wow, something in the water in Phoenix. Because there is no water there. Yeah, because it's all dried up. <laughs> all right, uh, what else we got on the agenda here? We're going to move into some... Actually, why don't we go back through, give our 16 teams for the playoffs. Just real quick. I'm going to give you mine first. In, said, in order or no? Uh, no, we'll just go by division. Okay, so if, if there's some uh, fact checkers or just haters out there, feel free to just grab out a pen and a piece of paper and write this down just mm-hmm. to shame us when, when April comes. When we're inevitably extremely wrong. Yes. I had number one, Washington. Number two, New York Islanders. Number three, Philadelphia and the Metropolitan in the Atlantic. Boston, Florida. Nope, excuse me. I'm just reading now. <laughs> I had Boston, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo. Yep. My two wildcard teams were Pittsburgh and Carolina. To the west, I had Colorado in the central, Colorado first, St. Louis second, and Dallas third. In the Pacific, Edmonton, Vegas, Vancouver. The two wildcard teams are Winnipeg and Arizona. Okay. Mine are Dallas. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go opposite of you. Go ahead. Um, so, Nashville, Dallas. Those are the two wild cards in the Western Conference. Not in that order. Um, Vegas wins the Pacific. Edmonton finishes second. And San Jose finishes third. I'm, like, getting all jumbled up now because I'm, like, I just want to read what's on the standings. Uh, St. Louis Louis wins the division uh, despite the hater sitting across from me, Christian Brady. Um... Colorado finishes second, and I said Dallas finishes. So Winnipeg finishes third. Um, those are interchangeably. Uh, if Dallas wins tonight, they finish third. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like unfair. It's like a handicap, but oh well. You have the same two teams. Both are getting into the playoffs. It's just the yes, order, so. yeah. One's wild card. One's finishes third. Regardless, how why would it be if you were putting their playoff berth on tonight's game? Just how electric <laughs> would the game be? <laughs> Everybody on the team knew. Um, <laughs> wild card in Eastern Conference goes to Pittsburgh and Philly. Atlantic finishes Boston, Tampa, Toronto. And the Eastern Conference leader by the end of the season, the Metropolitan Division winners will be the Washington Capitals. And then the Metro will finish Islanders and Carolina 2-3. and three. 
So I know that was like super jumbled up. All right, but. yeah, there you go. So if you wrote it down and you want to make your own picks, tweet us a pick, tag us on Instagram at Good Go Podcast for both. Yeah, feel free to uh, feel free to tweet out your your playoff picks. Your uh, email us who you think like the most exciting matchups would be in the playoffs. Who your Final Four is, Stanley Cup Finals, all that jazz. Because yeah. we're gonna get into that after Christmas. At us right now while we can still answer you before we have millions of fans. So go ahead and do that. Yeah. Get your picks out. We'll answer you. We'll tell you why you're wrong unless you agree with me and not Matt because Matt's wrong. Um, I do know that Caps Bruins will be in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Caps will sweep because they do not lose <laughs> to the Bruins. I don't think they even get there, but that's we'll save that for a different show. Today we're doing a different type of prediction. We're doing individual awards. And we're going to argue about it. And we're going to argue about it. The four awards we're doing, Hart, Vezina, Calder, Norris, that's in order. The Actually, MVP, we're not going to argue about it because three of them are... Three of them are already wrapped up. Pretty much. Well, Hart and Vezina, there's a little bit of controversy, I yeah. guess we could say. But Hart is the MVP. The Vezina is the best goaltender. The Calder is the most valuable rookie. And the Norris is the best defenseman. Let's go backwards. Let's go Norris first. Norris is obviously John Carlson. John Carlson of the Washington I said the only way that this could not happen is if, well, first of all, if John Carlson head falls off, then he probably wouldn't win it. But even so, he probably still would just like because they feel bad for his family. <laughs> oh my so gosh! <laughs> that went horribly on, wrong. The only other way that this could happen, barring catastrophe, is Kale McCarr continuing on the pace that he's at and getting near John Carlson in points and probably would have to be better in plus minus in order for something like that to happen. But Carlson had, I think, two goals last night again. In the first period. In the first period. And then the night before he had three points in the first period. Yeah. So the guy's just a joke. He For a while he led the league in points. and he he's a, The whole time he was a defenseman. He didn't just start playing D. So, yeah, I, I think it's John Carlson all the way, and I, it pains me to say that because his helmet is so ugly, but that's just the case. He's going to end up winning it. So, um, the Capitals now have... Uh, they still have... Yeah, they now have six 10-goal scores with Carlson scoring two last night. Mm. Um that's insanity. That's Carlson ridiculous. leads the team in assist. Uh, Thirty-one second is Kuznetsov a seventeen, so he he almost doubles the guy in second. Uh, he leads the league in plus-minus, and he is. Let me uh, pull up the stats for the league. He is uh, sixth in points as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Leads all defensemen in points. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's pretty much wrapped up. John Carlson, he got snubbed last year. I wouldn't say he deserved to win it, but he deserved to be a finalist, and he wasn't even in the top three. I agree with you. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty pissed off about that, and uh, he's going to win the, the Norse. Yeah, and I think he's going to cool off, which is obviously a very safe thing to say. Obviously, he can't. I mean, maybe he can stay on this pace, but he'll probably cool off. But either way, I don't think... He's third in the league in assists, yeah. only behind Dreisaitl and McDavid. And I think there's only one person who can catch him at this point, and he won't. And that's Kale McCarr, who is going to win the Calder Cup. That's not even close. 
He leads rookies in points and goals, and he's a defenseman. Yeah. So, enough said. Enough said. Uh, Kale McCarr, all hail Kale, as the Colorado uh, radio guy says. <laughs> Which is unreal. Amazing. Awesome call. Um, Kale McCarr, gra- he's from Canada, but he graduated from UMass. Yeah, he won Amherst. Hobie Baker, right? Hobie Baker Hobie Award. Baker Award. Um, we, t- we touched on, like, on the hockey show. If you don't know... Uh, check out CU Tiger Vision on Facebook. Check mm-hmm. out the hockey show. Me, Christian, and our buddy Wyatt. He's graduating in two weeks. Um, yeah, we talked about his like path to the NHL. Yeah, his timeline last season is something to... He know. loses the national championship. The next day, he's on a flight. And then the day after that, he scores his first NHL goal in the playoffs. Ends up being a game winner. Mm-hmm. It's the game-winning goal, and he's a defenseman, mind you. Un- unreal. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's locked up. That is my favorite time of year because I love college hockey. So I watch college hockey, and then a team loses, and then I look at their roster, and I'm like, which one of these guys is going to make an impact in the playoffs? Because every year there's at least one. Yeah, and uh, he did. Tory Krug, when Michigan State season was over, he came as an undrafted rookie who was signed after he was eligible for the draft. Kind of weird how that ended up working. First season, comes in in the playoffs, scores a goal in one of his first games. Charlie McAvoy comes in in the playoffs. He spends, his season ended a little bit early, so he spent about a week in Providence, immediately called up in the playoffs, makes an impact in the playoffs. Kel McCarr scores in his first game. Game winner. Yeah, game winner. I love I love that. Uh, you may notice that all three of those guys have some tie to Boston, but it's that's fine. Whatever. Really like that, so. <laughs> um, Boston yeah. is the college hockey capital of the world. So, so yeah, I think the Calder and Norris are, are pretty much locked up. I agree. Now we're going to get into a little bit of debate. The Vezina Trophy winner. Right now it's between two guys, but it's it's anybody's it's race wide at open. this point. It, it could be anybody. Uh, let's just read off some of the goaltending stats. Uh, goals against average. Led by Darcy Kemper, who is under two right now. He's at 1.97. Obviously, he's the goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. After that is Penguins backup Tristan Jerry at 2.02. And then Bruins starter Tuka Rask at 2.04. Interesting enough, followed by Bruins backup Yaroslav Halak at 2.414. Tristan Jerry and Yaroslav Halak obviously not in it. After that, Hellebuck, Grice, Bishop, Bennington, Hart, and Varlamov, all guys who could get it done. Actually, Varlamov not, but the rest of those guys. Grice for sure. Grice for sure. Bishop for sure. Bennington for sure. Hart for sure. All of those guys are, are uh, you know, number one starters and, like, significant one number one starters, not guys who are pretty much splitting the season at this point in the year. Uh, my Vesna winner is going to be Braden Holpe. I don't even see his He's name not even top 20. List. He's not 20. 20- top 25 in goals against or save percentage but the stat that matters he leads the league in wins Mm. does he lead the league in wins or do the washington capitals lead the league in wins both okay um also fun fact brayden hope he's the winningest goalie in the last five years yeah uh and he only has one heart to show for it so one vezina to show for it oh yeah one vezina sorry Save percentage numbers, Tristan Jerry, the, obviously the Penguins backup, he leads. He's played like one game. like Yeah, you got to play nine or more, so he's played nine. But 
He's played one game. Okay, he's played one game. <laughs> Darcy Kemper, two. Yara Halak, three. Hellebuck, four. Rask, five. As far as starters go, that goes Kemper, Hellebuck, Rask in that order, and then Grice, Bishop, and Bennington after that. All right. wins, Hellebuck, Holtby are leading. Yeah, let's just get down to it. All right, Tuka so. Rask is going to win it. Um, my real pick, I think I think you're spot on. I think it's between Darcy Kemper or Tuka Rask. Rask is playing out of his freaking mind this year. Um, and one thing to note there, Yar Halak's number is so high. Not that there's a goalie competition. Last year at the beginning of the season, there really was a goalie competition. There was right before Tuka Rask went on his run, about this time of the year, maybe like three weeks ago last year. Yar Halak was the official starter of the Boston Bruins, and Tuka Rask was sitting more often than playing. It's because he's trash. There. Yeah, it's because he's trash, but this year he's the best goal in the league. How's that work? I don't know. Well, does he lead the league in wins? No. He's in second. Okay. I guess he's technically in third because there are two guys tied for second. That's some golf numbers right there. I was about to say that one. <laughs> it's so weird how, like, after the first day, first day of the Masters, there's, like, five guys that are minus four, yeah, and then, like, so there's five guys tied for first, and it's like guy in sixth, and I'm like, <laughs> so he's gonna get sixth per. S- you can be one shot off the lead and be in 14th place. That's what I'm saying, and he gets paid as the 14th place guy. Yeah. So it's like, it's are nice. you kidding me? But every single guy that's in first gets paid as the first place. Yeah, they get a share of first, which is like, it just makes everybody else's worse. Okay, let's move on to the Hart Trophy because this, out of all the trophies, is anybody's game so far. Let's go with. We'll start with points. Connor McDavid with 51, and Drysdale tied with him. Obviously, those guys are the number one and number two centers on the Edmonton Oilers. They also play on the power play together. I mean, that's not even fair, you know. No, it's not fair. Um, After that, Brad Marchand, Nathan McKinnon, David Pasternak, and of course John Carlson. Can't count him out, but I don't think he's going to be the first. He's going to have to keep this up. Uh, all season to have yeah. a chance at heart. I don't think he's going to be the first defenseman to win the heart since Chris Pronger in the 90s because that is the last person to do it. Before that, believe it or not, it was Bobby Orr. I mean, that's not shocking. It is a little bit, though, because if you think about how not really, incredible because the defensemen were in between them. No, listen. Ray Bork. It's not. You know why? Okay. Because when you think about it, Bobby Orr won in the 70s. Right? He won mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Three in a row. Who won the heart in the eighties? Two guys. Crosby won nine or Crosby. Gretzky won nine. And Lemieux got and one. And Lemieux got the one. Yeah. And then Pronger won it in the nineties. So the eighties was dominated by Gretzky. Okay, sure. But then after that, it's really wild that nobody has done it since then. Yeah, I I get that. But when you say like shocking Bobby Orr, it's like, well, okay, Gretzky yeah. okay, dominated yeah, 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 the eighties. Yeah, that's, like, that's fair. I can't between, even believe I said Crosby. Yeah, I'm going to throw up. Between uh, Orr and um, Pronger, it really does make sense. You're right about that. Yeah. But the fact that, what was it? You looked it up yesterday. 98 or 99 was yeah. the last time. That's 20 years. 98, 99. That, that was the year. a defenseman is the best player, overall player. But wow. they, they usually give it to the points leader or something. Like yeah. Kuchar, they, they only gave they it to do. Kucherov last year because he had over 120 points. And in the 90s when Pronger won it, he won it the latter half of the 90s. Forwards were scoring way less points. Yeah. Since then, Bigger it's gone, pads, it's gone back up. In the 80s, like, there would be way, like, would you say, like, eight or nine guys in the hundreds of points? Yeah. And nowadays, it's like 
three or four. Gretzky broke 200 like four times. Yeah, exactly. So it's on the rise again. Forwards are scoring more points than defensemen at a higher rate than they were before. But it's, Not unless you're John Carlson. Yeah, not unless you're John Carlson. But long, long-winded way of saying John Carlson isn't going to win the heart. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's between McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, and Pasternak right now. I agree that it's between the four. Um, stop being a pansy and pick. I don't think Pasternak's going to win it because I think he's going to win the Rocket Richard, and he's not going to have the most points. Also, him and Marshand are going to take votes away from each other. I'm also worried about that with Leon Dreisaitl. Obviously, riders who rank their top three of the three nominees, it's weird to pick two guys from the same team as your number one and two, which means that they're not going to get as many votes as they should. I know your preseason pick was McKinnon. I'm going to stick with Connor McDavid. I think he's going to get it done again this year. Um, yeah, my preseason yeah. pick was McKinnon. I want to pick McKinnon, um, but I think I want Dreisaitl to win it more. Because that would be awesome. He is probably the most underrated player in the National Hockey League. People just don't talk about him enough. And it's for the same logic as I mentioned before, taking votes away from each other. If anybody's ever going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, who are they going to talk about? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's not him. Dreisaitl had 50 goals last year, and nobody knows that <laughs> because he was shadowed by Ovechkin getting 51. Mm-hmm. Like, he's only one of two players to score 50 last year, and nobody knows that stat. Mm-hmm. He actually had 51, and they took a goal away, like game 82. I remember that. So I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm go. I'm gonna stick with McDavid, but I would love to see Drysaddle win it. Me too. Wild that two guys from the Oilers could take it home. Yeah, just awesome. If you would ask that five years ago, you'd say, "Well, it's yeah, obviously Taylor Hall and, and Connor McDavid are the two best players in the league." Well, not so fast. <laughs> Not so Leon Speaking Dreisel of Taylor Hall, jeez. Taylor Leon Hall, if you're listening, get it going. Leon Dreisel is German, isn't he? Yep, he is. That German team's coming up, too. Yeah, they are. All right. What else we got, Matt? I think that's it. That's it. That's All exciting. Right. Bye. 50 minutes. No, 50 <laughs> minutes, though. You know? If you've stuck with us this long, <clears throat> we're proud of you. you. Thank you. Yeah, we're proud of you. Because uh, that, was, that was rough even doing it. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm sure between now and next Wednesday when we record again, there will be a couple suspensions. There always are. Another coach is going to get fired. A bunch of stuff's going to happen between now and then. So we will get back at you on Wednesday, giving you that new new. Yeah. Um, Thanks for everybody that uh, supports us on Twitter and stuff. Keep Mm -hmm. it up. Uh, At Good Goal Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. uh, Good Goal Podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in sponsoring us or just giving us some feedback or just giving us money in general. Money's Uh, good. And wish us luck on our finals next week. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll see you all later. All right. See you. Peace.